How do you feel about your kids living in your living room? I love my kids being here. In the living room is a different story. <laughs> but I love my kids being here very much. I love them. I forgive them every day. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We're coming to you live from Mom's living room. I'm that's here right. with my that's brother right. Adam. That's, that's right. right. That's where fucking that's right. that's where 31 year olds live, right in the living room. Mm-hmm. I'm here with my brother Adam. Hello, Adam. Yeah. Do you have a gripe for us? No. These are the gripes where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. Yeah. So my gripe today is half-ass signups. So for example, half-ass signups. For example, when you get through half of a signup process, so I was signing up for ResearchGate. To look at some of their studies that are on there. And you get halfway through the process and it turns out that they won't let you sign up all the way without a institution email address. Oh, they, like, so, they have but, it at the end. So, so, yeah. So, you didn't sign up for the service you wanted, but now you're getting all the newsletters in your inbox. Does right. that ever happen to you? Right. Well, that's what like fucking like Instacart or Amazon grocery right. delivery does. Right, right, right. It's like you, you put all your groceries in. You get all the way to the end. It's been like an hour, and they're yeah. like, the next delivery time is in a week. Or maybe, you know, you want to use Canva for something, and you get halfway through the sign-up process, and then you realize that, wait, maybe I don't want to use this, but you signed but up, you you signed signed up your enough. Email up. As soon as you give your email the first part, you just now you're signed up for the newsletter. That makes me think, I wonder when my number just got completely fucked. Do you know what I mean? Like, like my number to telemarketers. I wonder uh-huh. what thing I signed up for that made it so that I have like around 10 telemarketer calls a day yeah do you know what i mean what's your gripe uh my gripe is people using their cell phone in museums so last last night we went to the california academy of sciences there's all these cool creatures great there. place sick great, creatures great place people are so like there's there's a bunch of people standing around a, like a cage looking at an animal there's always some a-hole that is going right up to to the cage and just taking a video or a photo that they're never going to see. And I feel like back in the day, people used to be... They used to be a little shamed. They used to be a little shameful about taking a, a photo. Little, a little shamed? They're like, 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 back, shamed. Like, like, maybe like even like 10 years ago, people were like, okay, it's kind of shameful taking a photo. But now, people are, people just do... They don't care. Right. For example... They don't care we, anymore. We were, There's no shame anymore. We were anymore. underneath the Amazonian rainforest. It's amazing design at the Academy of Sciences, right? Right. There's a turtle climbing above us. It's pretty cool. There's a dude standing underneath the turtle with his phone up tracking the turtle like he's on a like he's on an action screen like fast and the furious where they're tracking the cars he's tracking the turtle up up and over this dome at the gecko exhibit there were about seven people standing around just watching their phone videotape the gecko watch instead of watching the gecko watching their phone watch the gecko and then there was one point there was a huge fish there was a huge sick fish and i was going up to like look at it to look at the fish some somewhat somewhat girl jumps like in front of it and like to do like a thumbs up and like, like, almost like knocks knocks his kid over, knocks someone over, and then to get to get a photo of it. What I'm saying, the other thing about it too is that is that the surface area. When you think about surface area, okay, usually like eight people used to be able to look at a cage, but if there's if there's someone in front of it with a phone, no one else can look into that cage as far as surface area.
Okay. Uh, no, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Okay. True or false? Ignoble. These are ignoble prize studies. Real ones. Okay. You say whether they're true. Why don't we explain what the ignoble prizes are? Okay. Well, I have that for beginnings that don't suck, actually. Okay. So I'll save it for there. Okay, but maybe it. you'll get a little bit of an idea for what it is. Okay. Based on this game. Okay, let's play a game. Okay. So here's a study. That cows, that the longer a cow has been lying down, the more likely that cow will soon stand up. And second, that once a cow stands up, you cannot easily predict how soon the cow will lie down again. So the longer the cow is lying down, the more likely that the cow will soon stand up the longer it's lying down. Isn't that the same with any creature? Any creature? Yeah, I wonder if you can do the same thing for dogs. Wait, we can do the same thing for humans. Why is that? The longer you're, the longer you're sitting, <laughs> the more likely it is that you will rise up. I think so. I think so. Right? That, right. I don't know what that proves. Let me, let me Do think. you see what I'm saying? You know, like, I, think I, about it for a second. No, I think I think it's just funny. Okay, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it proves either. But that's true. That's a true study. Okay, and the Economics Award presented to Carl Schwartzler and the Nation of Liechtenstein for making it possible to rent the entire country for corporate conventions, weddings, bar mitzvahs, and other gatherings. You can rent the entire country of Liechtenstein. Yeah, instead of getting Drake for your bar mitzvah, you could just rent Liechtenstein. What does that mean? That you free reign, like the purge over Liechtenstein? I don't know. You you, you can get to rent go in it. there and just you do whatever rent. you it's want. It's yours. It's yours. All of Liechtenstein's public lands are yours. Right. So does that mean you get catering with it because you're renting the whole country? Does that mean you can go up to someone and slap them? <laughs> like, <laughs> Liechtenstein is mine. <laughs> okay, that's true. Uh, the Peace Prize to Alexander Lukashenko, president of Belarus, for making it illegal to applaud in public. And then... The same award awarded to the Belarus State Police for arresting a one-armed man for clapping. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. They arrested <laughs> a one-armed man for clapping? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> okay, that's good. All right. No, what is our topic today? Our topic today, if you didn't already know, is the Ig Nobel Prizes 2021 winners. We're go- we are going to go into... Adam, what are your sections? My sections are... I'm going to talk about... Can you rate movies based on the amount of organic compounds in the air during the filming of a movie? Okay, I love that. And uh, can't what happens when you link up earthworms to wave-producing machines? Okay, sick. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into can you navigate a crowd? My theme my theme by the way is is cell phones make you an asshole in public. Like as as my gripe was, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go into a study that's can you actually effectively navigate a crowd while you're looking down at your smartphone? Then I'm gonna go into the the cat virus that makes people crazy, and then I'm gonna talk about there's another study about obesity. The, this is the economics winner. It's a correlation between the obesity of politicians and how corrupt countries are. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um. Before we go any further, Adam. Yeah. I want to thank. MGM1321 for leaving us an awesome review. Thank you, thank MGM. You, thank you very, very much for the review. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever, that would be awesome. We love the reviews. They help the podcast a ton. So yeah. thank you again, MGM1321. We really appreciate and it. Also, very nice review. Also, while you're at you know, your holiday dinners, grab everyone's phone. Grab your, you know, grab, grab your their damn phone. Grab their damn phone. Grab yeah, your nephew's phone and go to Dude Nature and hit five stars on the podcast. They don't need that phone. As you're gonna, they, they don't, don't need, need that, that phone. phone. Grab that phone. Take and that just phone. Put the five stars. Put the five in stars there. in and then throw the phone That's away. Right. 
This Put po- the phone in the toilet. This podcast is also sponsored by the Four Sigmatic Coffee. Adam, although giving up coffee, ha. is literally right now drinking. I feel his like I'm first flying. Cu- I'm that? the flying your, Hawaiian. Your first cup of coffee in how long? I feel like the flying Hawaiian. Your first cup of coffee in how long? Uh, I think a month, month, uh, five, five, six weeks. Six weeks. That's Let's crazy. Six weeks. How's yeah. it feel? I feel, I feel honestly like I've taken a very strong psychedelic, which in fact it actually is. That's how you feel. I feel like I've taken a drug. I feel like I've taken cocaine and I'm flying. Fuck I'm Shane yeah. Victorino, the flying Fuck Hawaiian. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so for Sigmatic Coffee, it's amazing coffee. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like regular coffee, but it's just fucking better. Okay, there are there is less better for your penis. Down. You will do more work. Harder nipples. You'll have harder nipples. More sex. More sex. You mm-hmm. got it. More sperm. Viagra plus Starbucks coffee equals mm-hmm. Four Sigmatic. Mm-hmm. Go to foursigmatic.com. Use offer code Dude Nature. That is Dude Nature. All one word. No exclamation mark. Yeah. To get 10% off your mm-hmm. Force of Matter coffee. Mm-hmm. Adam, right. begins that don't suck. Yes. You have six seconds. Tell us everything we need to know to enjoy the episode. I am Please ready. explain what the Ig Nobel Prizes are. Noah, the Ig Nobel Prizes honor achievements that make people laugh and then think. The prizes are intended to celebrate the unusual, honor the imaginative, and spur people's interest in science, medicine, and technology, among other things. Every year, they are hosted at Harvard, Harvard, and they are handed their awards by actual Nobel Prize winners. So we did this last year. Uh, we did the 2019 awards last year, and now we are revisiting the Ig Nobles to highlight some of our favorite winners from 2020 and 2021. So this is our second go-around with the Ig Nobles. No, what is our theme? My theme, as I've already said, but... Because we went to the science exhibit last night, the museum, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe one of my studies. So one of my studies has to do with cell phones making someone an asshole, and I also just couldn't believe last night how many assholes, how are many assholes, how many well, cell phones, like, or how there many might assholes? be eight people looking at an octopus, let's say, and that that will not stop two people from just going right in front of the cage and just videotaping it. Mm-hmm. That won't stop them. Yeah. Um, the shamelessness of videotape, they're never going to watch that video. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I, I, I could not believe the level of taking photos of videotaping that was going on. I'm sorry. Last night. I'm actually tripping balls on coffee right now. Really? I feel like, I feel like actually Wait, insane. So, because you haven't drinking any coffee for I feel five like, weeks. I feel like I laid out a line of cocaine as long as our mother's dining room table Fuck and yeah. snorted the whole Fuck thing. Fuck yes. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you do this every day. This thing is, this stuff is strong. I do. I'm addicted to it. I do it more than once a day. How is this stuff legal? Right. How is this legal? No, you're really like flying. I, I'm, I feel crazy. I feel crazy. This is fucking great. I feel Talk insane. to the people about I feel your feeling. I, the bad part is my throat is kind of closing up. In a weird way, are you itching? You're gonna start itching yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna start itching. itching yourself. I'm gonna start itching. <laughs> Call me El Patron. This is fucking I feel like great. I'm a narcos. Not I love this. Narcos. I think we should save your coffee just for the podcast. Narcos. Narcos. I'm narcos. Narcos. I'm narcos. The thing. Can you? Can you? Because you have a Latin girlfriend. Mm-hmm, I don't sure. want to offend yeah, anyone Latin ahead. out there. Yeah. But the thing about being macho in Latin and narcos. Okay, it's not about being ripped, no. but it is about no, having no, no, a little no. bit of a belly. It's about having a belly. It's about having just kind of a big belly. It's about having a big belly and blink. And you got to have ice. You got to have that ice. You got to have a chain. You got to have a lot of rings. Definitely sunglasses, right? And you got to be kind of a bigger, bigger, because fat is good. Fat means money. You know, fat is wealth. You know, fat is gravity. You know, you got to <laughs> pull people into your gravity. Hey, yeah. do, do you know what I'm saying about the cell phone thing, though? Sure. Were you, yeah. were you shocked last night? I was shocked. 
Just the shamelessness of how crazy No, I was shocked by the quantity, the, the quantity. percentage of people using their phones. The percentage is good. Because they are, it's weird because the experience is right in front of them, but they're saying, I don't want the actual experience. What I want to do is later in my private space to go look at my phone and then experience what's right in front of me Where right I now. I could just experience it right then. Right. And I'm never going to look at this video, ever. I also couldn't believe the amount of storage space. One thing was like, I was like, how much data is actually coming into these phones that are, is completely useless from people just taking pictures of turtles and shit like but that? The other thing too is that it... As you can see by the study I have, the navigating a crowd while yeah. distracted by your phone, yeah. it fucks it. It's the vid- it's the videos that really surprise me. It fuck- it's, it's the video stuff, but it fucks the experience for everyone. Well, if because I, you can't because the amount of surface area you take when your hands are up on the phone and you're putting it right against the glass right. is well, much bigger than standing back and just watching it. Well, if I did that, I'd feel like a humongous jackass. I would feel like a dick. I a hu- I would just have so much shame. Right, I have so much shame. But that's like, that's another thing that, that was crazy to me is that there is no shame for that anymore. It's just completely there's normal. no shame anymore. That is actually it's, completely it's, normal it's actually shameful to do what we were doing, which is just looking at the the crocodile, uh, El Blanco, the giant white crocodile. Go with your sections. Okay, begin. Take us away. Take El us Patron. away. Okay, so the first Ig Nobel prize that we're gonna look at. Tell us about your drugs too. Tell us how your drugs are feeling. If you ever feel when, like, I, when you I'm know, going through my tell trip, us how your caffeine is I'm going feeling. through my trip. I honestly feel like I might have to get up. And just stand up on this table right now. No, you feel fucking lit. I feel incredibly lit. This is the thing that I drink. I drink this all day. Yeah, you don't know how powerful this thing is until you've quit it for six weeks. And you're like, holy shit, everybody drinks this. There's a reason that everyone's so addicted to it. Because it's, it's extremely strong. Yeah. It's a little bit scary. But anyway, I'm going to go forward with my study. Okay. Okay, so this study tested human compounds in movie theaters... To see if they could figure out how to objectively, rather than subjectively, rate films. So, the way we rate films right now is R, PG-13, stuff like that. PG, PG-13, G, NC-17, right? Which was formerly X. That's how we rate stuff now. Of course, it's very subjective how we rate them. And it's also very cloaked in mystery how this organization works. It's kind of a shadow government situation. Very interesting. It's rated by a group called the CARA. It was founded in 1922 by former Postmaster General and the motion picture producers and distributors of America. They are so secretive that only two people in that whole 100-year history have ever given a public interview about their job. Okay. That's how that's how secretive that's they how are. Secretive about it is. what they rate the the rank yeah. the rating you, of the you, movie. They they you don't know where their offices are. You can't get a tour of their offices and these are real journalists who have like, you know, gone to Colombia and discovered the cartels. Like they can't they can do that, but they can't figure out who these people are or what they're doing. Who the fu- who would do who would be like I want to grow up and rate movies? Okay, we do know what the makeup is. So there's raters, there's some senior raters, there's an admin director, and there's a term of up to seven. Wait, they years. don't even know who the people are. They don't know who the people are. Wait, it's that secret. That's how secretive it is. When does it rate? When? But then how do they send it in to get rated before it goes to the mass audience? Yeah, great question. Great question. Right. All. Raiders are all voters in this makeup. They must have kids between the ages of five and 15 when they start their term. So they all have to have kids and they cannot be connected in any way to the film industry. So it's not like you can work on some movies and then like uh, ladder your way up to this job. You don't, you don't want to be from the industry if you want to get this job, which makes me think like, could I get this job? Is that you what know, you want to do? Just watch movies and rank them based on how perverse they are. There are worse jobs. Oh, there, there, are are. Worse, there are worse jobs. Yep. Yeah, cold call sales. Yeah, that's a bad one. Okay. Once they're kids, 
get over the age of 15, they get kicked out of office. So either that or, or seven years, and then they're out of office and they get replaced. <laughs> once their kid leaves 15. Once their kid leaves the kind of kid zone, then they're done. What is this shadow government of movies that's going on? Yeah, it's very weird. It's very okay. weird, right? So here's some things that they don't like currently based on the way that they rank things. They dislike full frontal nudity for males or females, but especially for males. So that's the penis. That's the penis, the male penis, right? They don't like That'll hit you right there. Right there. They don't like prolonged hip thrusting and they don't like sex between two people who aren't already married or about to be married. Wow. Okay? Basically sex is terrible, but killing is 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 fine. Killing is cool. Killing is usually cool. Killing, yes, killing good. Sex terrible. Penis no. Breast a little bit better but still no. A little right? bit of breast okay. Yeah. How about butt? Butt? Yeah, butt. I you can get away with butt. Some butt. Some butt. So here is an example. Fifty the Fifty Shades of Grey sequel, I think, is called Fifty Shades Freed, something like that. It was one of the sequels, and how they got around the NC seventeen rating to an R rating is that they have a shower scene that ends just before you see Christian Grey's dick, right before you see his package. The scene ends, even though there's like a lot of like, you know, like X Files like necking and breathing. Isn't so they made a movie of it, right? They made they made a movie. Yeah, they made a movie. They made a movie. Isn't isn't it a porn though? Isn't 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 that what it is? It is a bit of it's pornish. I mean, did so, you read it? No, but it's it's a uh, essentially right. It's a romance novel, but it's very modern. It's like a modern kind of porny romance novel. Romance novels like that are super popular. Extremely popular. So popular. Extremely popular. Like so, the the stud. Yeah, like the, the stud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Fabio on the cover, right, with the long hair. Right, right, right. Yeah. So in an earlier scene, he teases the female character Anastasia Steele with a vibrator. He teases her with it, but he never penetrates her with the vibrator. And therefore, because there's no penetration, it was an R rating instead of an NC-17 rating. Right. So that's how they got around it. You, they just don't want uh, penetration. Also, the ratings are very homophobic. If there's any kind of gay thing going on, woman to woman, male to male... The rating gets boom bumped, bumped up, up, bumped up to R or PG thirteen. Bumped up, yeah. There's almost nothing you can do about that. Uh, a couple of examples are the recent film Love Simon, a film that follows a gay protagonist, got a PG thirteen rating with no sex scenes, and also, I thought I had another example, but I guess that's it. But you get it. Right? This is this is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. What do you make of it? <laughs> this it's super interesting. It's the shadow government that that rates movies. Shadow government that rates movies exactly. But the the, the studios are probably like it's probably very nerve wracking because they need a certain rating, right? So you can imagine if you the one rating you don't want to get is NC seventeen because then no one will see it. Right, you can't get the NC seventeen. So you can't actually penetrate the jive, but you can show a vibrator and like rub it on her nip. Right, I'm sure that was dip. So that was my thing. Was that the fit shades of gray? It takes a real visionary kind of to to figure to, out a right, right, right. You gotta like get sexual enough. It's really it's really a fine line between R and NC seventeen. It is. It's a fine line. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if everyone who watched that film were really disappointed when they got there and there was no just just banging. Right? I have a question. So you go. Who do you go to that movie with? You take a date to that movie? That's weird. Awkward. That's awful. Awful date. That's awful. Awful. And I'm not, you're not Christian, you're not Christian Grey. What if you like, what if you like the books? What if you're a fan of the books? Do you go alone? No, you go with other women and you, and you guys sit and you, you, you see what you like. But then you like you, what you but see. Then, but then my, my issue would be then you're just, if you take a friend, so you're two you take women a take a friend, you're getting turned on together. It's kind of like watching porn together. No, it's like watching porn together. 
Right, but that's weird, though. So if you're sitting in the theater, right, so if there's five women that go to the theater right, so, and they're yeah. all getting turned on, right. isn't that a strange experience, so how, right? Yeah, how is that movie consumed? That's, that's very, exactly very, very what I want to know is how is that movie consumed? Because it's it's not a porn, but it, it is, a it is though. So if I went to you and I said, Noah, there's this book called Fifty Shades of Grey, and we're going to make it into a movie, you would say... That's porn. We're not going to make it in a movie because no one's going to watch it. I would say I don't. I would say where's the where's the audience that's going to watch it? Where's the Venn diagram that's going to watch it? People read that book alone and they hide it, right? People no, they read, don't hide it. Wait, when when that book came out, women were reading that book and not hiding it, but it was like public masturbation, right? Well, it's very is, masturbation. This is, this is part of your thing, right? If you're reading it at Starbucks. Like, what are you doing? You're having a coffee. So, you're just reading about. So if you go to Starbucks you and, know, just some, and just open up Fifty Shades of Grey, it's a publicly kid, masturbated. It's akin to a dude just open up Pornhub on just on Starbucks and just you blaring. Just turning around and some dudes just on Pornhub, just like he's like, "Oh, that looks good. Looks good." And you're just like, "Hey, man, what are you doing? I'm trying to work." Oh, I like that scene too. Oh, she, I like it. She's yeah. great. She's great. She is a great comment, actress. Comment. Too. Anyway, okay. So the study, they used the German classification system for the study. And the German system works like this. They have four different levels. They have FSK0, FSK6, FSK12, FSK16, which is basically the age groups that it's appropriate for. So zero, anyone, six, six, six years old, 12, 12 years old, 16, 16 years old. Wait, I thought they, what happened to the PG-13R shit? Right. So the study, because they want to make it as confusing as possible. They love doing that in studies. They love doing it. Instead of using the actual, this took me forever to figure out. Instead of using PG, PG-13, the they, American rating system, they, they, try, they, they put another up, abstraction. Even though it's an American university, they, they put an abstraction exactly. into that they so that no one can understand what right. they were doing. So they used, for some reason, the German uh, rating system. That makes t- that, yeah, that's par for the course. It's called pretentiary. Okay, so the films that were used, how much would someone have to pay you to go into Starbucks and read, or go on like a subway and, and just read Fifty Shades of Grey? No, I wouldn't do it. Just, that would be hilarious, you have to though. sit there and read Fifty Shades of Grey. Film the man reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, just in public spaces in in the Bay Area. Probably no one would say anything, but maybe in some other place, maybe on the East Coast, people would probably say stuff. Bay Area people might think it's cool. They may be like, "Fuck, they'd that be was like, a good awesome. move." They'd be like, "They'd be like, yes." That, they'd be like, "You could do it." But inside, they'd be like, "Fuck, I should have thought of that because he looks he's cool so now. cool." Right, right. Where is the line? I, in Idaho, they say something. They're like. You're like, whoa. In Idaho, they'd be like, not allowed on the train. They'd be like, they're not married. They'd be like, give me the book. Burn. <laughs> now this is burned. <laughs> they just, you're reading it and they come over with the lighter and they start lighting it. <laughs> they just start lighting your book. Heresy, heresy, heresy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. My bad. Right. <laughs> okay. So the films used in the study in the FSK Zero, uh, they use films like Help, I've Shrunk My Teacher. It's, I think it's Honey, I Shrunk the, the Kids, some, somewhere in that line. They, these movies are all from 2014, okay? But the study was published in 2020. So it's a little bit of time travel here. And again, this is a study about the amount of carbon given off in a movie. Yes. Be- so once again, this is the study where instead of going through, we're trying to figure out, instead of going through this stupid subjective process to rate movies, can we actually objectively rate movies based on the amount of carbon that's in the atmosphere in a movie theater the 
Oh, from people watching it. Because from a the amount of carbon from a test because, audience watching yeah, right, it. Right, right. Because when, when you get excited or when there's an intense scene, you actually produce more How carbon. How much fucking, fucking Fifty Shades of Grey is contributing to global warming? They should have just measured the amount the of se- the semen in the, in the <laughs> you theater. You can just measure the, the orgasms of the semen happening. Yeah. You don't need to fuck carbon. Or Harry Potter. You know, the amount of semen that's in Harry Potter. <laughs> Joe Chang. <laughs> All right. So, FSK 6, once again, German was The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and they studied another movie called Buddy, and Walking with Dinosaurs 3D. Okay, then it gets a little more risque. FSK 12, 12-year-old category. The Starving Games, which is like a Hunger Games, and like was making fun of the Hunger Games. A very odd choice for the study. What the fuck is that? They actually did The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and then Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay, and then FSK 16 is The Counselor, Machete Kills, and Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. So as you can see, it gets more intense the higher rankings you go. Yeah, that that that's cool. One thing that is crazy to me too is the violent like violence the violence okay, sex not okay. Yeah. Isn't that like reverse in France? Like France is okay with the sex too? Probably. It's probably different in France, I'd imagine. I mean France, France, you have no underpants. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? That's it, exactly it doesn't really make no, any but sense. But that's exactly what we're trying to, to figure out here, a new system so that we don't have to go through this stupid process. Because it actually really sucks, right? It's homophobic, like I said. And n- sexual nudity or anything like that, nakedness, is bad, where violence is well, totally fine. Think about that. It's like fucking like hostile and stuff, right? Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know the rating off the hand, but they, you can torture people. But you can't yeah. have sex. You can't penetrate, but you can torture people. You can penetrate with a knife, but not a penis. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty fucked up. All right, so the methodology about how they do this. They put a computer in the air filter of these movie theaters. They said 20% of the time they couldn't collect the data because it didn't work. But they put it in an air filter to measure C- uh, compounds like CO2 and isoprene. There's other compounds that humans emit. And the like formaldehyde, methanol, and acetic acid when they're moving, like when they stand up to leave the theater, and when you sit down, that's when you give off acetic acid. Come, yes, also semen, semen. Okay, so the results. Let's finally get to the results. Okay. Okay. Here's what I got from the study. I love this. CO2 was effective in predicting films with an FSK 12 value or rating. So it could Which, predict. I'm just going to FSK 12. Once again, that's the German word for PG 13. It's basically PG 13. So you can predict PG 13 by the amount of carbon that's in the air because of the rapid breathing during intense scenes. Wow. But here's the problem with it. That's crazy. Yeah. So you, if you look at a graph, this oh, makes total sense. If you look at a graph of the carbon, the crazy thing is, and you compare different viewings of it, of the same movie during the same intense parts, there's spikes and dips. It, the graphs look exactly the same. Of your respiration. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's wild. Yeah, it's wild. Okay. So if you're a kid, here's the thing. If you're a kid that watches horror movies all the time, you, not, you might not be that scared by Fast and Furious 5. Yeah. Is, is the thing. So it's about their It's experience. measuring the experience. Exactly. It's measuring the experience instead of the age. It's measuring the amount of fear instead of like, are they 5 or well, they 6? Well, fear and excitement, right? Fear and excitement, yeah. So the best predictor was not carbon dioxide. The best predictor was isoprene, which is another compound that humans give off, I guess. Okay. It's a reliable predictor of film classification for all age groups 0, 6, and 12. Very reliable. So you can basically measure the amount of isoprene in a movie theater and give so it the So isoprene rating. was the best one. 
it's very, very reliable for measuring the amount of intensity of a film. The amount of emo- it's emotional response really to a film. That's okay. what you're trying to figure out because you don't want a kid in paranormal activity freaking the fuck out. Because you know, remember when you're a kid, you actually remember things like a lot, and it can be really not good to have that experience. No, I think horror movies are horrible. Again, if you like horror movies, it's fine. I don't understand why people watch them. I don't get it. So for further studies, the scientists recommend isoprene instead of carbon. But it looks like there is something to this, and we could actually objectively get ratings on films this way. So we, the test audience. So we could literally, instead of having this this shadow government of mm-hmm. ratings, mm-hmm. we could just measure the amount of isoprene in a isoprene. test theater. Yeah, in a test and, theater, and rate movies that way. Yeah, or you know, we can get a little buckets of semen to measure also. Right, or you know, right when like hardness the, of nipples, well, clamps. I just don't really get who's the. I don't get the audience going to Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't. I don't get it. No, you still don't understand like who would go. Like you. Here's the thing. So, so they come. Here's to the date night. They, here's they, date, here's they, my date night. I start off with Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Right. We're feeling good. Right. We're feeling like we saw a little Star Wars. Okay. Then I go. To, I'm like, oh, what's this movie? Boom. We walk in. It starts getting hot and heavy. If it's Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Right. And then you turn. You turn to your date, and you're like. It's on. It's either on or it's off right there. But you're taking a day that doesn't know you very well, right? Right. That's a, that's a one or a zero. You're either in or out if you go into that date. It's weird I'm to saying. me. It's weird to me. Yeah, it's really weird. Weird to me. Weird situation. It's coming on strong. It's it's uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Also, you know, like, I, you know, I don't want to be compared to that. A lot dude. of people go with their moms. I have a theater experience. I just, I just remembered that was yeah, really. What is it? Me and you. Yep. Watched Brokeback Mountain with our mom. Yes, we did. And people, remember people were leaving the theater during that? I do. Do you remember that? That was in Mill Valley. And that was in Marin, too. That was in Marin. A very liberal area. That was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember just being, you know, when it was either Jake or Heath spins him around. Yeah. It's rough. There's some sex. The, the sex is, it's not loving, though. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough when he spins him around to get him. Mm-hmm. We were... Sitting next to our mom. Yeah. And that's something I'll never forget. The amount of isoprene in the in the theater <laughs> was fucking insane. Um, the other study that I did measured earthworms and body waves. So basically, can you make a worm vibrate with a Faraday wave? So love that study. We're going to have... Love that study. You like that study. I love the movie right? study. Yeah, I know. I know. That was great. I got to be honest with you. That That's the winner. You like that one. I loved. I love it. It makes total sense. It does, just measure right? the isoprene it's a real from problem. the respiration. Just measure the excitement of coming out of people's mouths or the bodies. It's a real issue. From watching it. It's a real issue. Yeah, and it, it makes no sense how they're rated. Okay, I'll, gonna, I'll go quick. Sorry, go quick, to the quick, or- this other one. That's fine. So basically, a Faraday wave, we're going to have to switch gears here, is the wave that boiling water makes. So if you see boiling water and it's all shimmering on the surface and bouncing off the sides... Yes. That is called a Faraday wave. It's also you can see one when there's a boat going through a canal, and the canal has maybe has metal sides, uniform sides. So think of a straight canal with uniform sides, metal sides, and a boat going through it. What happens is that the wave actually travels, starts traveling in front of the boat. Okay. I wish I I wish I could show you a little a little video of it. But there's waves. You're talking start, about a boat going down a canal. But it has to be uniform. It has to be very straight and narrow. Let's say a boat going down a canal with metal sides. Metal sides, yeah. Okay. Exactly. You're saying that it, when it makes the ripples, the wave will start to go in front the of the boat. The wave actually starts to go in front of the boat. Okay. Because okay. the bounce back. Is- yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So this is called a solution. 
basically what we're trying to figure out is can we send these kind of sound waves, can we send them to the human brain without damaging tissue? And the first experiment of that is trying to get these waves to appear on worms because worms are basically made of water. You know, it's kind of fucked up. So what they did is they, being scientists, they sedated a bunch of earthworms and put them on top of loudspeakers. Okay. And once turned to a certain frequency, they saw that on the tops of the worms, they were vibrating like boiling water. So you can actually pass sound waves predictably through worms' bodies. Why? Why does this matter? Why? Yeah, so why does this matter? Who, yeah, okay. who cares? So if we can do this, then maybe we can pass these waves through human tissue without causing damage. Here's the, pro- the, the problem we're trying to solve. Is human brain to computer interfaces, when we did that episode... Right now, people are trying to use uh, very um, invasive electrodes to control your thought patterns. Like Elon Musk's company that's trying to interface. What's right. it called? What's it called uh, again? Neuralink. Neuralink. They're trying to use an invasive electrode or a little computer that sits like right. near your brainstem. Okay. So instead of doing that, this will actually just vibrate your brain at a certain frequency. One of the cool things about these waves is they're very reliable. So... From getting to A to A to B, when you get to B, it's exactly the same wave. So if we can figure out how to send signals to the brain with these Faraday waves, we can control the brain without being invasive, without hurting it. We can vibrate. We can vibrate, and that vibrate. C- communicates information. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So obviously, the earthworm is not a brain, but it's the first step. So yes, you can make earthworms vibrate with a Faraday wave uh, reliably. Anyway. So there's that. Okay, so, <laughs> so I, that. I like really like yeah, a no, first, huge, winner, huge winner, and then and just then kind of not weirded. really like yeah. What do you make? What fell do you make off of the cliff. studies? What do you make of the studies? I, I'm gonna go back to the, thank you for the earthworm study. Like I appreciate you telling yeah, me. No problem. Right. Good to know. I'm gonna go back to the movie study. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's for some reason it's so interesting to me how we rate movies, and I love that you can just you can rate it subject. There is a way to rate it uh, objectively. objectively. Yeah, there is. It's crazy. Measuring isoprene. I love it. Okay, we're gonna take. A quick break, and after that, it'll be time for the halftime, honey. I mean, if you wanted, like, a case study for, like, the highest amount of isoprene you could get in an R movie, it would have to be Fifty Shades of Grey. As the highest ever, right? No, 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 this is the halftime honey toast where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. I find the story and no response to the immediate thoughts. No, what are we drinking today? What are we not drinking today? Guys, Jack Daniels, thank you for the coffee. Thanks, Jack. We're drinking the Jack Daniels coffee. And I know, yes, we will start taking rips of the weed. And hits of the jack again. Sure, sure yeah. Okay. Could have done it today. We're in our mom's well, living it's room. A half-assed podcast. Let me just tell you, we got a pod. Whenever, whenever the four women that live wherever, here, whenever, and whenever, whenever everyone is gone, whenever everyone's gone, yeah. Just for we example, got a pod. One of them is working out on the workout bike right behind Noah. We had to wait about two hours because our mom got home and our sister got home with some groceries. We're doing what we can. We love you guys. <laughs> we love you guys. Okay. So we're just drinking some coffee. We're not taking rips of anything. Well, you're, yeah, you're on a drug. I'm on a drug. Okay, l'chaim. This, l'chaim. This Everyone t- raise your glass. Okay. Raise your glass with us. It's raised. How do you? How are you supposed to keep this thing warm, by the way? 
this coffee thing. Yeah, this coffee thing. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so tough. annoying. You need you need the you need the heater. It's tough. This goes out to the 2016 Economics Award to Mark Avis and colleagues, the Ignoble Economics Award, for assessing the perceived personalities of rocks from a sales and marketing perspective. So Mark Avis and team figured out that people are able to humanize rocks. So they showed people a picture of a rock and were asked to describe the story of this rock. When they showed people a black, shiny rock, kind of looks like obsidian, People characterized this rock as being emotionally distant from its family and working in the city. <laughs> what do you make of that? That people will like put human personalities onto rocks? Yes. They won't just do it with animals. Actually, we'll, we'll go we'll so, a, far so far that we'll put it, it onto like a, rock. a rock. Yes. That makes total sense to me. Another example is they used a, a pumice looking craggy rock and people said that it lived on a peninsula and was a hippie. <laughs> I love it. So, a pet rock. You know, people can attribute personalities to rocks, not just machines. I want to bring pet rock back. Yeah, wouldn't you have a pet rock in college? That would have been a huge thing. I would have had a fucking awesome. I would have had a fucking such a sick pet rock. I would have had a leash for my rock. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's fucking dope. Yeah, I love that. Um, go ahead. What are your studies? Hey, so my study, my study is basically this. This won the. I think it won like the communication prize or something. But it's when you're looking down at your phone and you're going through a crowd. With the physics. Can you physics, effectively right? navigate a crowd when you're when you're looking at your mobile phone? So it's basically, are you a huge asshole if you're the person looking down at your phone going through a crowded street? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first off, the region the reason these these the study, this group of people, they just study human crowds. They study like like schools of fish. They study the physics of human crowds. They study how crowds move and how we avoid each other and how we avoid. So you ever walk through a crowd and be like, "I've done it before." Yeah, I've walked through a crowd. Okay, it's and, been a little bit. And are you like, it's kind of crazy that I haven't run into twenty people? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, it's the, at the airport, right? At the airport, I think that all the time. Last night at the at the science academy, or when you're like getting on an airplane, you're like, I haven't hit anyone. Yeah, you're walking through a crowd at the airport, and you're like, I haven't. I'm. This is going fine. Right. Right, until that one asshole comes. Until the giant person sits next no, to No, until the one asshole comes that's looking at their phone, and you're like, oh my god, you you don't know the flow. So does that, not a- in the does flow. that asshole actually bump into people? Yeah, so basically, when the reason that you don't bump into people is because humans are good at, at what's called, it's like d- double... location, like bats? Right. Or is that just me? <laughs> it's called double anticipation. So when you're in a crowd, you're actually working with the other people to anticipate <laughs> where they're going. Yeah. What these scientists found, though, is that if only one person is anticipating the other person's on their phone, it doesn't work. Oh, so you're actually working with someone. Oh, can you, I show you a yes. really cool example you're working of this? With, yeah. Can I show you a cool example? Can you stare at my elbow as we high-five? Yeah, this doesn't, high five. This yeah. doesn't work. Stare, so we're high-fiving right now. Watch, stare at, my, stare at my elbow. Just yeah, stare, just just stare at my it. elbow. That's all you need. And we can yeah, go, we're fucking we can go all over the place. That's a coffee move. See? What you just did... You would never do without caffeine. Without caffeine, you're slouched down. Yeah. You're like, you're yeah. withering. You know, yeah. now you're up. Yeah. You're making me high five you. Here's the thing. It turns out you can actually high five by looking at each other's elbows anywhere in space and time. So anyway, for this study, I digress for this study. They, they took 54 male students, mm-hmm. um, which is a number they came up with, which can establish strong flow directions. Took 54 male students. They put 27 on the left and 27 on the right. Okay. Okay. And they, is there a reason they didn't take the other sex? The I gender? don't know. For control. 
Okay. I don't right, know. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, for control. But they just wanted gotcha. to get rid of the variables. So 27 on the left, 27 on the right. Three of the participants were, were given simple math problems to solve as fast as they could on a iPhone. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there's a video of this. All right? And when you watch it, bas- so basically when, when people from the left and people from the right when the crowds are going past each other, what happens is that the first person makes the first two people that are going to collide. Oh. Okay, I'm putting my hands together. The yeah, first two people yeah. that are going to collide, they make a decision, mm-hmm. and they avoid each other, oh. and basically everyone else just follows that. How do you know which side the other person's going when you make that decision? They just fucking... Because just there's like... Because it's the double anticipa- anticipation thing. You're actually working with the other person, and humans are really good at it. I wonder what it is about your body language that points, I'm going left. We are super right. good at avoiding each other, walking, <laughs> like a school of fish. <laughs> so we awesome. are fucking crazy good at it. So people without cell phones, they see each other, and they boop, they go right past each other, and then everyone basically follows that first person. Okay, so you're good. What happens with the people with the cell phones is that the person with the cell phone, he's not looking where the other people are going, and the other people can't judge where he's going to go because it's random. Mm. And so three people out of 54 on a cell phone, it basically fucked up the entire 54-person crowd. The entire flow. The entire flow. Because you're following the person in front of you is what you're saying. So like, let's say you're following the person in front of you, and then some dude on their cell phone just cuts right into your direction, coming from the other direction. You, It's just like a wall. But And then what happens is that the people behind you, there's like a buildup that happens, and it's a domino effect. Mm. So what they found is that yes, a tiny point, a tiny percentage of people in a huge crowd using a cell phone and not looking up, it fucks everyone up. So basically, you are a huge asshole if you're walking through a crowd looking at your cell phone. Turns out yes. Turns out yes, you are a huge asshole and you are Because you've not only fucked it for yourself, you fucked it for everyone else. You fucked it for yourself and you fucked it for everyone else because you fucked it for that first person and then you fucked the entire thing understand nothing yeah absolutely um okay cats cats purring <laughs> what about cats purring? there was a huge study on cats purring we're not going to do it because it just didn't end up being that interesting basically cats do a fucking ton of purring which, sounds which ignoble prize did it win it won the ignoble prize for sound i'm just gonna say that some of the sounds that cats have are trills chirps growls howls <laughs> hisses snarls cry chirp chatter purr have you ever like pet a cat they make like a hundred different sounds. Yeah, they make a hundred different sounds. And basically, what she found was they do make a hundred. They do make a thousand different sounds. So but, a purr is not a purr. But it's not fucking interesting. But what what is interesting is the cat person virus. This has <laughs> nothing person. to do with the ignoble prizes. But I went down a dark hole. Maybe some of you guys have heard about this. Like cat woman? It is. It's a. It, so the crazy cat woman virus. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a real thing. Like heard you of become, it. don't you become sexually attra- like not attracted to your cats or something like that? Okay, so so basically. When you see a cra- so the person that was doing the study, that that's the sorry the person that did the cat sound study, she has like ten cats and like pictures of cats and like a thing a cat thing. It looks like she's been infected by cat, right? Right, like the mushroom thing. Exactly, just like the mushroom, just like thing. The mushroom thing. Can and, you explain the mushroom thing? Okay, on the so podcast? The mu- so we've talked about it before. Yeah. So you guys know when like you see someone that's like really into mushrooms, some scientist that's into mushrooms, and you're like Jesus, like they're fucking into mushrooms so much so that they like are wearing mushroom shit they have mushroom shit on the walls mushroom stuff in their house they have mushroom shit in their house their whole life is mushroom based, t-shirts mushroom t-shirts their whole life is based around mushroom well we grew mushrooms in our uh-huh. small apartment and what we started to, what i started to feel like was that i was getting worried that the mushroom 
was coming over to take over my mind because there are funguses in the animal kingdom. Fungi. The co- fungi, the cordyceps fungus that affect the brain of host species. Mm-hmm. And so we have this theory. Cordyceps is in Four Sigmatic also. Okay. Do Nature 2021. We, we have this, we have this uh, theory. Chaga. Lion's man. That, that mushrooms, they like take over people's minds. And make them really like mushrooms, and then grow mushrooms, and then and they make them into shit. a mushroom person. They kind of make them into a mushroom person. We can't prove it, but we think it. So basically, there is a cat person virus that the crazy cat lady. She is crazy. She is crazy. Because here's the why cats have taken over her brain. Okay, so here's how it goes. I'm gonna start from the beginning. The parasite. That's good. It's true. The the parasite is called Toxoplasma gondii. It's a single cell parasite that wants to find its way into a cat gut. So it wants, there's a parasite, it wants to get into a cat because that, the only time it can reproduce is inside of a cat. The only good conditions for it. Oh, God. Okay, okay. so to, to, to do this, it first gets into a rodent. Mm. And what it does in the rodent is that it causes the rodent to be less risk averse. So, for example, rodents that have, tox, that are infected with Toxoplasma gondii, they are attracted to cat poo. No. And if you're a fucking rodent, that's a really dumb thing to do. Because you're going to die because the cat's probably right If you there. go up to cat poo, that means there's a cat nearby and the cat's going to eat you. Yeah, that's not good. So Toxoplasma gondii makes rodents less risk averse. Um, no relation to the actual Mahandas gondii? No relation. Okay. No relation. Um, and as it, ha- as it happens, let's say that so let's say that a rodent that's less risk averse, it, go, it goes around some cat poo, cat finds it, eats it, right? Mm-hmm. Then now the cat has Toxoplasma gondii. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and now it's reproducing in its gut. It once a a human goes to take out that cat's litter box, which is fucking. Na- I think cats are fucking nasty, but it goes out to, to take out its litter box. The human gets affected with Toxoplasma gondii. Okay, the parasite. The parasite. Wait, it, tra- it transports through the air to the human. Yeah, when they take out the litter box, I guess. Oh no. So and so now it's like so Toxoplasma gondii makes rodents less like ri- less risk averse and it's crazy it has the same effect in humans mm-hmm. it actually changes your brain so here are some findings um in a paper analyzing 370 people in turkey and northern ireland ireland oh, sorry a paper analyzing 370 people in turkey and another one analyzing 600 people in czech republic they showed that people who test positive for the virus people that have the virus toxoplasma gondii they are more likely to have a car crash because <laughs> they drive crazy, crazier. How did they? How did they get that data? They took all the people they, that crash all the people that are that are positive. The yeah, have, they them? have a higher higher level of crashing their cars. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. They fucking drive crazier. Okay. In another study published in Live Science, wait, why does the parasite make them drive crazy? Okay, so. It's it's so basically the parasite makes rodents less risk averse so that they get eaten by cats so that the parasite can get into the cat gut. Yeah. Does that make sense? Does this explain the behavior of the drunk woman who came over to us at the deuce and tried to spill all of our beer? Yes, it does. Does she have Gandhi? She had parasite Gandhi. It does. She was just like a a hurricane. Yeah, a hurricane. She knocked a whole table over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She probably has taxoplasma Gandhi and probably is a cat woman. Or she was, you know, Molly. Right, she's on that Molly. Molly. She's Molly. on that Molly. Molly. Um, yeah. So okay, so you under- you understand it makes the rodents risk averse, so I can I'm, reproduce. Yeah, I'm there. Right? I'm there. Okay, you're there. So when it just accidentally from the cat litter, it accidentally gets into a human. Mm-hmm. It doesn't care about being in a human, 
But it happens to affect humans. It happens to affect humans the same way as rodents. Yeah. It's just a byproduct of it. No, I got it. So another study published in Live Science reported that people diagnosed with a psychiatric disorder known as intermittent explosive disorder, some kind of anger disorder. I have that, but it's with my bowels. Yeah, me too. They're twice as likely to test positive for Toxoplasma gondii. What? Yeah, this is like real fucking findings that this this disease, this, the Catwoman disease is real. It's a real fucking thing. When you see a Catwoman, don't go fucking near her or you're going to get this so shit. So crazy cat lady is actually turns out crazy. Turns out crazy cat lady is crazy. Isn't that weird when you think things are true and you actually find out yeah. objectively that and they're true? And you're like, oh shit, no, she, they're fucking crazy. Yeah. Because they're infected with a virus that makes them insane. How about Winky that lives in our apartment complex? Jesus there's Christ. A, there's an old lady in our apartment complex Woo! that has a Doggy. tiny, is she a tiny witch? dog. She doesn't have a cat, I don't think. But she goes down to the pull-up bars and does one pull-up and stares around like a witch. And then she keeps walking her tiny dog. What we're trying to tell you is that we've been in our mom's living room so long that we kind of know the whole We know the characters. Here. We know the characters. We know the characters No, here. we know the set, the stage, yeah. the characters, the play. Marcus Fitz, mm-hmm. more, evidence, more evidence for this, a professor of strategy and entrepreneurship at the Frankfurt School of Finance and Management in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, he studies how entrepreneurs are much more likely to have the virus. Oh, no. They are 1.7 times more likely to test positive for Toxoplasma gondii because they're risk-averse. They're less risk-averse. They're less risk-averse. So they're just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll spend two years just developing this software. So does that mean we have the Toxoplasma gondii? I don't know. I had a cat. I had a cat in college. Yeah, you might fucking have it. Okay. (laughs) That's Good job. (laughs) Good job. Then you fucking gave it to all of us. (laughs) I'm pretty risk-averse, though. Not Not like a normal, though. I guess. No, yeah, but you've done business stuff that is very risky. I mean, I put my head next to a giant um, a giant grouper yesterday. A giant Amazonian grouper. Right. Whatever that thing's called. Um, basically, what I'm trying to say is the, yeah, the cat lady is fucking crazy. Yeah. Because she has toxoplasma gone. No, well it's a done. Real fucking thing. Well done. They're really crazy. They're really crazy. Okay, next one. This is, this is actually, going back to the Ig Nobel Prizes, <laughs> this one won the Ig Nobel Prize for economics. Okay? This year. It is, it is the correlation... Can you prove it's the correlation of obese politicians in corrupt countries? Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Can you prove a correlation? Right. Is there a correlation between fatness and corruption? Mm-hmm. And the dude said he started this because Ukraine elected a president that had no political experience and was super fat. And he was like, this is very weird. Boy, who would? what crazy country would elect someone with no political experience? A corrupt one and a fat one in <laughs> wow. Ukraine. Yeah, it's what a crazy you? country. Who would I ever like do your, something I like, like that? Cof- I like Who would cap- ever do something I like, like that? Caffeinated version. Yeah, I like caffeinated. We're running our own little science experiment over yeah. here, yep. uh, live mm. on the podcast. Yeah, whoa. Um, so he hypothesized that one form of corruption is the la- is like when you're a corrupt politician, you've got to go to a. This is his hypothesis: is that you have to go to a bunch of 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 dinners. You have, to, oh, wine yeah, and you have to wine and dine. You have to both go to the dinners of the people above you and wine and dine with the people below you to like pressure them. Okay. So it's that you have to do a ton of whining and dining when you're corrupt. And because of that, you get fat. Yeah. Cause okay. You eat a lot of rich so, foods. Let me be clear. You don't he, have a lot of time. He, so this proves I'll go into it, but there is it. He proves the correlation. He's not sure the causation. So he doesn't know what really causes this. But there does seem to be a correlation between fatness and corruption. And corruption, not just politicians. But why corruption in particular? Yeah. Okay. So first off, 
Adam, how do you measure corruption? Yeah, how do you measure? It's difficult because no one raises a red flag and is like, we're corrupt. Okay, but basically, corruption—it's the difference between the reported earnings of public officials and their actual earnings. For instance, so for instance, someone not wanting to report their taxes. Let's just say that let's say I'm a public official. Yeah, I'm some kind of minister in Turkmenistan. Mm -hmm. I make fifty thousand dollars a year. You're a Turk minister. I'm a Turk (laughs) minister. I'm a Turk minister. Yeah. I make $50,000 a year. Okay. But I buy a $10 million home in the Bay Area, San Francisco. Yeah. Right? That's a good indicator of corruption because I shouldn't be able to afford a $10 million home. Okay? Yeah. So that's how you measure corruption. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something called the the Transparency International Corruption Perceptions Index. And that's a fucking acronym. What is that? Just go ahead and forget it because it means nothing. But it's basically, it is the authority on corrupt countries and there is a ranking of 180 countries with a score out of 100 of how corrupt they are okay okay zero is very corrupt and 100 is very clean for example adam new zealand and denmark guess what they're two of the cleanest they're the two cleanest boo. countries boo boo, boo. that's enough i've had enough I've of enough them. i've had enough, enough of you them. guys being good i've had enough of them okay they're the cleanest countries and their scores are an 89 and an 88 yeah, i'm sure they are do you know we'll what take your perfect country out of the 180 ranked countries, do you know what the U.S. is? What are we? We're, what, what do you think? Out of the 80 ranked countries? 180 ranked countries ranked in terms, ranked from one being least corrupt, 180 being the most corrupt, where would we be in that list? Uh, are we in the middle? We're in the middle. We're 25th. Of of being the most or close? Is one most or one least? One is least. So we're not very corrupt. Okay, good. We're not very corrupt, but there's a little bit. Yeah, good job. A little bit. Good job, us. Okay, so New Ze- again, New Zealand and Denmark out of their score out of a hundred. Who are we next to? Just like, hold on, Iran? New Zealand and Denmark with their score out of a hundred. Yep. They have an eighty-nine. That's a good question. They have an eighty-nine and an eighty-eight. Yeah, our score is sixty-seven. Okay, so we're we're a far amount behind them. No. We're still pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so this dude, he plotted a graph with the post-Soviet countries mm-hmm. with the y-axis mm-hmm. and the corruption index and the x x axis. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the y-axis is the, is the corruption score mm-hmm. of the countries, yeah. and the x-axis is the body mass index of their public officials. <laughs> God, okay. And he has an algorithm that, that basically it analyzes facial photos and gives it a BMI, body mass index. <laughs> okay. Okay? And it's fucking insane. So, you, can, you can draw a straight line, a straight <laughs> slope between that, that goes go between corruption and fatness. It is literally like, so let's say, for example... Um, Estonia is like the least corrupt country in post-Soviet Europe. Yeah, it has a corruption. It has a higher non-corruption corruption score than the U.S. at seventy-one. <coughs> they have very slim public officials. Their public officials have like a twenty-six BMI. So what is the what does he say is the cause of this? What's the discussion? Again, so I'm going to get to causation. Let me let me just go to correlation. Yeah, let me let me stay with the correlation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Estonia is the least corrupt country again in post-Soviet Europe. Yeah. They have a. They are better than the U.S. at corruption, and they have very slim public officials at like a twenty-six BMI. Okay. <clears throat> then we get to Belarus, Moldova, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, Armenia. They have a corruption score around forty, so they're a lot more corrupt, and their public mi- officials have a like thirty-four body mass index. <clears throat> Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. It's fucking insane. Then we get to the most corrupt. Okay, 
Uzbekistan. Oh, Uzbek. Right. Turkmenistan. Big shocker, right? Big shocker. These are corrupt. The stands. Okay. Very, they're very corrupt. And guess what? They have fat ass ministers at around like a 37, 38 BMI. How fat is that? So 37. fucking fat. Is that like two seats in an airplane fat? I think like even like a 28 is fat. They're, they're just like, they're, it's like, you know, public officials aren't in the best shape ever. No, not usually. Not usually. And like the fat ones are fucking huge whales. Huge whale. They're whales. We're talking about a whale of a person. They're whining and dying at a ton. Okay, so what's okay. up with it? So I, I also checked this. I did like my own. Just do it your own research. Just pick a country. Look at it on the on the Transparency Corruption Index score. And then look at their prime photos of their prime ministers. Okay. So the prime minister of New Zealand. I just picked New Zealand. It's a good looking fit woman. Shocker. Gotcha. Their president of Venezuela, a very corrupt country, Nicolas Maduro, is really fat. Mm-hmm. So it, it like works out. It's insane. Yeah. Former president of the United States. The former president of the United States is was <laughs> he really shall not be named. He was really fat. He was pretty fat. He was pretty fat. So beware of fat politicians. So basically, and this is what this dude says, and he said the reason that he did it is because it can be very hard to tell when someone's corrupt. Okay. So, right, yeah. so he wanted to find out a rule of thumb for telling That's if amazing. someone's corrupt. Okay. And so if they're, if you're voting, just basically never vote for someone that's fat. Don't vote for fat people. Don't vote that's for fat people. Saying. That's what, but it's from the study. He's like, why, he's like, can you tell me why though? Why? Like, why are they fat? He why doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. What do you think? He thought that it's maybe because when you're corrupt, you don't know how long you're going to be in, in office for. And so you're whining and dining a ton. And to, stress? To, could it be stress? That's the a good. Stress that's of, good. The of stress corruption? of getting caught. Yeah, of getting caught. Or the stress of getting pulled one way and the other way. Because if you're corrupt, then you're in someone's pocket usually. Yeah. I mean, like Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-il, they're, they're fat. Yeah, they're fucking fat. Shocking. Hmm. God, I wonder. The one that what I do you don't get. Yeah. Russia. Mm-hmm. Putin. So Putin is Putin, not fat. Putin's not fat, but you have to look at all the public officials. <laughs> it's an average, right? It's an average. Um, so, and, and another reason he wanted to do it is he says for like mayor candidates, you just there's not a lot of information about them. So even in your local elections, if you're voting for a mayor, never ever vote. Don't for Don't vote for fat people. Don't vote for fat people. There is a correlation between fatness and corruption. That's so messed up. Isn't that fucking crazy? Just if they're politicians. Or is it just every fat person on the planet? It's just if they're politicians. Just if they're politicians. Yeah. Okay? Listen, <coughs> fat people, we love you. Yeah. Okay? So the, but if you're in politics, <laughs> I might not you. vote for you. Um, no, don't vote for them. Okay. Because they're probably fat. He doesn't know the causation. He doesn't know. <laughs> how, how big was the sample size of the study? It was big. It was big, he said. Yeah. Citing no number. It was big, he said. Citing no number. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's I mean it's amazing. I I wonder Isn't that amazing? why. Oh, have you have you heard of this thing called the dark triad? I I found this out in other research I've been doing for my own career. The dark triad. The dark triad. It are it is traits that the world's great the world's greatest, the world's most infamous dictators had. All wow. of them. Wow. So like Hitler, um Pol Pot, Kim Jong Il, stuff like that. They have narcissism on one side. Machiavellianism. Did I say that right? Machiavelli? Mach- like, I have to save the world? Saviors complex? No, no, no. Narcissism, Mach- Machiavellianism, and the third one is... Fuck. Fuck. Shit. Hold on. Hold on. Why are we talking about... This is, seems I, like I a just, caffeine hole. Why are we talking... Why are we dark triad? Okay, and the third one is psych- psychopathy. 
right? So these, and Hitler had this. So these three traits combined, narcissism, Machiavellianism, psychopathy, are the dark triad. And you can predict if someone's going to be a horrendous dictator, basically. <laughs> so what people are saying is that we should test for these traits before people take office. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Right. Donald Trump was fat. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of the other ones too. <laughs> Maybe a couple of the other. How about the 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 dark quadrangle with fatness? It's a square. I think it's a quadrangle. The dark quadrangle. I think it's a quadrangle. Okay, I love. Just this. never vote for fat people. <laughs> Do go. not do it because there's a correlation with them between them being corrupt. Crazy shit. Open kimono. Okay, uh, we're gonna do one more break, and after that, it will be time for open kimono. No, this is the Elba Kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic and leave nothing to the imagination. So what is your open kimono? My open kimono is that these studies, the Nobel Prizes, are my favorite because they give you nice rules of thumb. Okay? And I'm going to go over them. Everything you should learn from, the, from this. Okay? Yeah. Number one, we should, be, we should be rating movies based on the amount of isoprene produced during, from a test audience, which is excitement and fear. Number two, cat, cat ladies are fucking crazy. Stay away from them or you might get their parasite, Toxoplasma Gandhi. Okay, <laughs> fat pe- fat politicians are more likely to be corrupt than a non-fat politician. Mm-hmm. Don't vote for fat people. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you fucking go. There you fucking you're you're go. welcome. You're welcome. Uh, my open kimono is fat politicians beware. We're 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 fucking onto you. Movie ratings are stupid. Right. Cat ladies are real. Also, watch the fuck out. Yeah. If you did, like, if you went to go see. Um, paranormal activity. If Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty can Shades you just Grey. like just write us? Just let, let us me know. Yeah. What was your viewing audience like? I'm just. Who did you go with? Of who you went no, with? Please fill out the form. Who did you go did. with? It's totally. What was fine. your party like? I just want to know. I'm interested of did like you on what date? you did there. What did you do? Did you go by yourself? Do you think it's a lot of people just going by themselves? That is. Whoa, Wait. What if, can I ask you a question? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Okay. There's a bunch of women in the theater, right? I'm assuming. I'm assuming now that there's more women than men in that theater. Okay. Okay. You're a single male. You walk into the theater. Everyone turns around and is like, what the fuck is he doing here? Right. Are, are you, and that's are you my encroaching? Question, my question for that person. Are you encroaching? What are you doing? In the, what are you doing in there? As a single male? As a single male. Do you think you... Do you, think you especially now. Especially... Running? I don't think that you are allowed in now. Right? Hey. You must not be allowed th- in. And that makes me want to talk. I want it. Let me, can I just... I, I, want to say, I want to tell the people something. Yeah. Everyone... Please watch James Bond because I have a lot of comments on oh James Bond. I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to give you a spoil. I'm going to give you a week to watch it, and then I'm going to tell you my take on it. Um, shout out to Sarah and her boyfriends. 
I hope that they don't have the dark quadrangle traits and, yeah. you know, not fatness, narcissism. Don't have any of their dark quadrangle. Toxoplasma okay, gone. Stay dude. out of there. Uh, links. We're doing a new section called Links where we give out links. Ignobleprizes.com. Check them out. They're really cool. You can see all the way back through 1992 of all the winners and they're they're pretty great. And again, they're, at, them. they're, they're actually cool because they're, it's like real life stuff. Like, why do I spill my coffee all the time? Well, yeah. maybe there's, there might be actual reason why. Speaking of links. DudeNaturePod.com is the mothership and where we live. All this cool information about the podcast. It'd be really great if you That's went right. to check it out. FuckDudeNature.com. We never even had that. Don't even worry about it. DudeNaturePod.com is where you want to go. You can find us at Instagram at Dude underscore Nature. We post a pic on there of us near some condors. It was pretty cool. Maybe we'll post some more pics in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. Thank you so much for supporting us, for listening. We love you guys. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.